Hey everyone, I've got some exciting news. We're unlocking Southpaw Deep Space Nine Season 2 and making it available for everyone on our public feed. But if you love our work and want to be the first to listen to Season 3 as it's being released, head over to Patreon. There you'll find break-free versions of past SDS9 episodes, Southpaw and Fight Study, and our other bonus show, Fighters Brew. You'll also find our Liberation Martial Arts program, which is exclusive to our supporters. It's for beginner and advanced martial artists, as well as people just looking for fitness and rehabilitation. It's a gentle, wholesome, and embodied approach to training. Lots of individuals, trainers, families, friends, collectives, activists, and organizations are already using it. So if you want to support our work, and get early access to all our great content, including Season 3 of SDS9, go to patreon.com slash southpawpod and join our community. You can also go to southpawpod.com and find the links there or on our show notes. Thanks for listening and catch you soon. This is Southpaw Deep Space Nine Season 2, where we analyze Deep Space Nine and Star Trek from a political and historical lens episode by episode, even the middle episodes. I'm watching DS9 with fresh eyes as a non-fan, and Scott is the veteran Trek fan who knows more about all things Star Trek. We are discussing Season 2 of DS9, Episode 16, Shadow Play. Scott, can you tell us about this episode? So Odo and Dax go to an, uh, investigate Omicron particles, which are rare. <laughs> yep, which are rare on the planet to find a small village on the other side of the wormhole in the Gamma Quadrant. But we learn that Odo has never had a relationship, and where they are, there are limited tricorder functions. Odo wants to leave. When they are pulled up upon. On Deep Space Nine, Kira is watching Quark, who is scheming with his cousin Kono, who stole some Cardassian product uh, at a museum and is trying to smuggle. Kira reveals that she actually hates Quark and calls him a collaborator and a crook. Jake and Ben talk. Ben wants Jake to work a bit and has him become an apprentice for Miles for maybe, uh, a future in Starfleet. Back on the planet in the quadrant, they meet like the protector, you know, an Odo type who says, people are disappearing, and Odo offers help. They meet the elder of the group whose daughter has disappeared, and uh, Dax scans for traces to see if she can find anyone and finds nothing. Odo meets a, a young girl and Gets a gets reticence from her. She's like, ah, my mom's not missing. Doesn't matter. Uh, ben sends Jake to work. 
Kira gets Bashir to spy on Quark to make he sh- make sure he isn't on one. Um, and then Vedic Burrell comes to visit, uh, and he hopes to have a moment with Kira because, as you know, they're they're feeling each other. In the investigation, Odo explains that he is a changeling, and uh, in a rare moment, he explains to uh, the young kid we were talking about earlier, Taya, whose mother disappeared. Uh, she's like, oh, I've never seen a changeling before. And Odo describes his experiences and loneliness and lack of family. And he learns that in this village, no one has ever really left the valley uh, that the village is in. Uh, Jake and Miles talk about brass tacks. Jake is actually unsure that he wants to be part of Starfleet. And Miles explains that, uh, you know, his dad wanted him to be a musician, but instead he he went for Starfleet. And that, you know, sometimes people just have to find their own path. Burrell and Kira argue about their own interpretations of the prophecy, and they decide to go play a Bajoran sport in the hollow suite. Odo talks to the elder of the colony, who seems uncomfortable. He reveals he is dying. Odo asks why no one leaves the village. The elder says he's never left the valley either. You know, just they didn't do it. Odo, Dax, and Taya talk, and they walk, and when they get to the end of the villagers, they sort of, like, phase out. They disappear and come back. Uh, the villagers are, are holograms. The holographic projector is breaking down, and that's why they can't leave the valley, and that's why people are disappearing. Kira and Burrell have dinner after the game, and they hold hands and kiss, and and in the kissing, Kira realizes that Burrell was invited to maybe deal with a quark debt that was going uh, amongst the Bajoran. And we find out that the elder of the hologram village is flesh and blood, and he recreated a facsimile of what he lost after the Dominion destroyed its world and decides to shut the hologram down. But Odo points out the holograms were designed to grow and learn and procreate. They they are complex. They they might be holograms, but they are also real. The, the holograms are love. And the elder decides that he will come up with something. Back on Deep Space Nine, Jake tells Ben he doesn't want to join Starfleet. He wants to be his own man. And Ben understands and just wants one thing for them, for Jake to be happy. He's a good dad. Kira meets Quark and reveals she understands that Quark invited Burrell and another so his cousin could steal art and create unknowing diversion, which was thwarted. The hologram city is rebuilt and Odo makes a real connection with them and he has wished to find his family. Early in the episode, we find out really that the two cops for DS9 are Major Kira and Odo, the two oppressed characters, mm-hmm. which is common to real life. Citizenship by blood. To be American, you have to join the system that harms people like you, military or police. But in this episode, we have the Omicron particle. Last episode was about anti vaxxers. These middle episodes may not be much on plot, 
but have a lot as far as accurate predictions. Now with the philosophical question, what if you're living in a simulation and you yourself are a simulation? That's what the aliens of the week discover. They're all AI. And Odo and Dax are the perfect two characters to address non-conforming life forms. Mm -hmm. So shadow play, like the title implies, is kind of a play on the allegory of the cave and Greek philosophy, which is to say the simulation idea goes way back. Then we hear about the dominion and escaping the dominion is how this all started. The slow dominion burn. Now, basically, this episode's premise is that everything that is holographic, like in holodecks and holosuites, are as valid a life form as us because they have experience, memory, consciousness, which is a cool idea. But can they keep that logic consistent? Because that has a lot of ramifications. They would have to constantly treat holographic things, which they're constantly using as real life life forms. So. We already know how they treat clones, so. But within this self-contained unit, this episode, that's what they are deciding and the two characters are arguing for that despite being holographic, you too are just as alive as we are. Yeah, and these are complex holograms, complex AI that are growing and learning and, and creating data sets. So simulation speak, gets me very, very upset. (laughs) But just with that thought experiment, when people ask, what if all of this is a simulation? The answer is, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because we're all in it, so it's real for us, and that's all that matters. And secondly, there would be no way to know because whatever device we use to measure this reality would also be a hologram, which we saw in this episode. What's scary is, just like in this episode, the simulation eventually runs out of battery or breaks down. So all things end, which makes it even more like real life, because if they were immortal and live forever, that's not realistic. That's not even a life. Also, M. Night Shyamalan totally ripped this episode off with the village. Yep. This episode was kind of simple and sweet. I did feel some of the subplots were distracting from the A plot, but Sometimes it goes like that. But for me, especially after this episode, the beauty of middle eps that don't expand the myth is when they're feel-good, sweet, wholesome little episodes. And that's what I felt like this main A-plot was. It was nice to see Aliens of the Week where they were all in sunshine and outside and everybody was nice and sweet. And they use character actors from the 90s who are mostly known for playing sweet, nice people. And so, yeah, I just thought it was a sweet little episode. So even though kind of like the last episode, it was kind of high concept and like middle episode that didn't matter that much. And the plot wasn't like super complicated. Yeah, I like this one. I like this one much more than the last one. I like this one. Absolutely. Yeah, it was sweet. The the idea of someone trying to recreate the world of his loss in in an AI was heartbreaking. And, you know, again, uh, yeah, I give it a three as far as a non-mythology episode, though it does talk about the Dominion. I'm sure we'll never learn more about the Dominion, but, (laughs) you know, 
I think this is the first one also that addressed like how scary they are because he had to flee here to recreate his world. So we get a sense of scale like, oh, wow, how ominous, how far reaching, how powerful they are. And also there was this tenderness to this episode when you realize he recreated this out of his memory as a form of like self-therapy. But then at the end, he accepted and embraced that even after he's gone and dead, that the idea of them living on made him happy. You know, I like that. I like that he came to terms with that. And then you find out this was all part of how he was dealing with trauma and pain and then embraced this found family, this creative family. The family we make. It's like, hey, if I can't find the family, I'll literally make them. So there was some of that too, right? Like this whole playing of God that we've talked about in other episodes. There was some of that in this as well. But there was a lot of little things like that, that if you sat down and thought about it, a lot of things were happening that weren't all necessarily getting addressed in the plot or by the actors. That's where I'm at. Scott, can you tell us a bit about the next episode? The next episode is called Playing God. There we go. (laughs) The Trill will be doing Trill things, and I don't mean Bun B when I say that we'll be Trill. (laughs) Until then. (laughs) 